You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage. Everybody, welcome to Stories That Sell Podcast, Season 2. I'm so excited about Season 2 because I have the most rad guests on. And uh, today, I have Joe Marku and Jeff Burlingame of SOS Dojo. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Fantastic. Happy to be here. And by the way, I, I'm jealous of both your backgrounds. Just to be clear, I'm not in a tool shed. I'm actually in my cabin. Uh, you guys have this pro background. I my my foreground, I will tell you, is a gorgeous lake. I'm happy to be here. And so, yeah, it's pine and everything in, in the background here. So, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. I know Jeff is fired yeah. up. Oh, I'd yeah. Be, I'd be I'm really pumped to talk about some stuff today. And I was going to say, Joe, I thought you were in the outhouse. Uh, that's not that yeah that's that's about that's about 100 yards that way (laughs) that's awesome but i I think you know we can have these nice these nice uh places to record but the the environment you're in is pretty spectacular so i'm not sure the you win the the, uh, the jealousy is not both ways so um i've had you guys on the show before separately so i'm super pumped to have you together and uh and talk about something that i believe with my heart of hearts that everybody needs to hear because there's so much bad information but more importantly i think there's so much non-information <laughs> about sales mm, and yeah. um and so yeah i mean it, it, just just the fact i say sales people think slimy sleazy pushy uh gets a bad rap jacket car salesman you know yep, yep. and 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 honestly, you know, I've um, I've experienced what you guys are putting out there, and I've like, I've experienced what other people are putting out there, and the other stuff they talk a lot about hardcore, you know, just it's hardcore, and I'm like, well, that might be hurting the hurting the situation here yeah. <laughs> when people think yeah. of sales. So first of all, why don't you go ahead and 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 tell our audience, you know, what it is you do, because it'll come better from you, I know, but it'll be coming better from you guys. Okay, I'll I'll take a yeah. stab at Joe, this first, Jeff. Yeah, I'll start with this, and please mm-hmm. feel free to jump in. What we do is we help mentor people in an environment where they get to actually practice their skill set of selling, and that just doesn't mean they write stuff down and they send it into us. We talk about a live environment where we help them develop the skill set of mastery of sales discovery sales pitch, handling objections, and getting people people across the starting line of working with them. So the vernacular that we use is different because a lot of people talk about got to close the sale. And for us, it's you make somebody feel compelled to buy from you. It's because they yeah. know, they like, and they trust you. And it's the beginning of the journey 
where they work with you long term. And so some people are working on, I need to make this amount of sales to be able to survive this month. And what we're helping people do mm -hmm. is develop that relationship where somebody's buying from them now and they're going to consistently buy from them month after month after month after month. And so we have this dojo, the sales objection system dojo. We help people literally practice in a safe place to make mistakes where they can master the skill set of handling objections with confidence. Jeff, what else would you add to that? Yeah, so the way I look at this is that we remove the fear of selling and we also are correcting the stigma associated with handling objections. Mm. So if I were to tell you like, hey, what I do is I help people handle objections. I do objection handling training. The first thing that probably comes to your mind is you're thinking like, oh, he's going to teach me persuasive sales manipulation tactics and slimy, sleazy stuff I don't want to do. He's going to use fancy scripts from the likes of Zig Ziglar and the Grant Cardones of the world. And like, that's just not me. And, and in fact, one of the most common responses we would get from a negative standpoint, from somebody not interested in even hopping on a, a demo call with us uh, or a clarity call, as you might call it, like would be, that's just not me. Like, I don't want to sell that way. I don't want to do that. And the thing that fires me up the most is that there is a lot of this, this stigma going around, but there's also uh, kind, of, kind of this this inverse approach to objection handling that drives me freaking nuts. Uh, and it is inappropriate, in my opinion, for gurus and coaches in the business space to be offering up this advice, quote unquote, which is that I'm not going to handle objections. I'm just not. I'm just not going to handle objections. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put out the best content and I'm going to provide the best service. You're a commodity. Let's get over that, first of all. And people are going to come to me and buy from me because I'm the best. Now, there's a problem there because what's really important for everybody to understand is that if you are new to the space, if you're starting off as an entrepreneur, if you're producing less than $50,000 a month in revenue, you do not fit this mold. You cannot sit there, you know, up on your high horse and be like, I'm the best people come to me. I don't have to do any of this other stuff. I'm not going to sell you. And that's inappropriate that coaches are trying to tell you that you can do that because that's not how it works. We all have yeah. to sell. In fact, the most valuable skill in life, in life is selling. And as soon as you understand that and you start improving that skill, all of a sudden, the things you want become accessible. The things you want to do, the places you want to go, the money you want to make, the life you want to live becomes more accessible because you can sell. Make no you know, different thought about this. Like we are selling all the time. And my best example from the bottom is like, if you, if you have kids and you go down the cereal aisle and they want cereal, they have to sell you on it. And I challenge my kids to this. I'll give you, if you guys are a parent out there, I'll give you this example because it's a lot of fun. My kid will come up to me and they'll say, I want this cereal or I want this toy. And I'll say, sell me on it. Why do you want it? What's that toy going to do for you? And they know, they know now they can't get the toy unless they can give me a, a valuable uh, response to this. So give me something that, that actually means something to you. Like, what is it going to do? How is it going to improve your life? Blah, blah, blah. So I go that route with them and they're slowly learning this skill over time, but they can't just be like, I want this. I don't hear it anymore. I want that. I don't get that. Right. I want to watch TV. Why? 
<laughs> like just selling right. out there, right? It's a lot right. of fun. But yeah, that, that's like the biggest thing for me is that the selling skill, selling as a skill is the most important skill in life. You have to have it. If you want to get things done, if you want things your way, if you want to earn things, have things, you have to be able to sell. And it's not an evil thing. The stigma is an unfair stigma that's attached to it based on maybe a few bad eggs out there. But what's important to note and I'll end my, my rant on this, is that uh, before I step off my soapbox here, what we teach is empathetic selling, right? It is mm. not aggressive. You are assertive because you don't get things passively. You have to be assertive, but you're not aggressive. You keep people's emotions in mind. You're not forcing people into things that they don't need or don't want. So we're not doing the bells and whistles on your Mercedes Benz. This is an ethical approach to selling because we have empathy. And if that sounds like you, like I'm an empathetic person, I care about people, I care about their well-being, I want the best for them. If that sounds like you, then you can do this type of selling. It's the right type of sales for you. I've always so uh, off. No, that's good. I've always identified, and, and Joe will confirm this because I've said it multiple times and he's, he's addressed me on this, is I've said I'm not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I've always identified as a non-salesperson, yeah. but I think what I'm identifying is I'm not the slimy, hardcore closer person. I, yeah. Right. I, because there's such an evil, nasty uh, thing there because there have been some really bad practices put in place by people, and there's still being bad practices and pushy uh, practices being kind of taught. So the the thing that I think a lot of people need to hear is that really does it come down to do you believe that what you have will help them if the answer is yes your job then is to get that across that's sales your responsibility it is it's your obligation yeah it's your obligation and scott you're nailing it on the head because the what what we're doing is we're helping Mm -hmm. people in the let's just call it for what it is we're helping coaches be coaches if you can't persuade someone to buy what you have as a program, then you can't coach. So people get in the coaching space and they want to help other people. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh shit, I have to sell this person. And then if they, when they first start out, their sell their offer and, or their price is way too low. So they're barely making a living and they're scratching to go forward. And what we're doing is we're helping people raise their prices. We're helping people help others get results. So that's the driving force behind the SOS Dojo. And we're helping people feel confident in their approach because they believe in what they have to offer. And we believe in them as members of our program. So when I see somebody who, hey, I'm a, I have a coaching program and I don't even know how much time I've got left during the week, I can't get my content out, I'll tell them, hey, you gotta get in touch with Media Machine. Like, you gotta get in touch with Scott because he yep. can leverage your time. Like, and then you and Josh can help these people understand what it is that you do. Well, we do the same thing. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, Joe, I'm running into this objection all the time. People are telling me to think about it or they got to go check their budget or they don't think they can afford it. Well, we'll, we'll help you overcome those with confidence and then help you to get to the another, to the next level. Cause what happens is we have a sales transformation program. Like a lot of people that if you're in the fitness space, you help people transform their bodies. And of course you're helping them transform their spirit and their soul. We're doing the same thing in the world of sales and yet we're not doing it in a way where people are feeling uncomfortable with it we're helping you literally be a better coach that makes sense yeah it, it makes a hundred percent sense i just want to be clear 
uh, I had you guys on, both of you, uh, talking about sales and stories that sell, and I hadn't done the dojo yet. Mm -hmm. And now I have gone through the dojo, and my business partner, Josh, is and actually we're both continuing on through that and mm -hmm. there is not a i don't i don't do the sales but i'm selling every day i'm connecting with people on the phone every day yep. and it's been it's been phenomenal not because now i'm like a sales machine which i absolutely could be because i have the tools in place but because i see every single day a circumstance where i'm using what i learned in the sos dojo it's with my wife it's with yep. my kids it's with <laughs> it's with our current clients it's with you know yeah. uh potential clients it's at the grocery store like the amount of things that you can take away from this and not only that i mean how many of us have done the courses and the classes and you're like yeah okay knowledge is one thing but i've got to put i got to put time behind it and that's what i love about your guys' program is it's literally practice 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 yeah. practice and so um like why did you joe as the as the founder of this when did it come from or did you have a time when you were just teaching sales and then you switched over to this practice methodology yep was there yeah, a time it, when you did you made that change i think i i, I and i love the uh, i love this question because in my career as a sales coach, I would travel all over the world. I've traveled to Europe, I've traveled to Asia, I've traveled all over Canada, the United States, uh, into Mexico. I've been blessed to be able to do it. The one challenge that I was faced with was people would come and hire me to go and do a speaking engagement, and I still do that. So feel free to reach out, hey, we need, we need a speaker to come into our group and pump us up. I'm gonna do that, and then people will walk away with value. The challenge with all of that is when I leave, you get a bump in sales for a certain amount of time and then people develop that, you know, habits aren't formed with a one and done. It's not a one night stand. Mm -hmm. And so what I figured out, thanks to the pandemic, in fact, was because I couldn't go and travel, I started using the Zoom medium. And then the dojo was born out of necessity and yet out of necessity for two things. One, I need to continue to work. And now I'm creating an even bigger impact because you need consistency. It's like a fitness program. You can't just go and exercise once and suddenly, hey, I've got the body of an Adonis, I'm fit. Now that doesn't work. Or you have that one, you, I've eaten one clean meal today. Well, I guess I can hammer the Haagen-Dazs. Like it's just, that doesn't work. And so the same thing goes with your practice of sales your practice of handling objections. So we apply four things that help people become experts or masterful in handling objections. The first thing that we provide in the Zoom room, we call the Zoom room that we're in, which is live, we call it a safe place to make mistakes. That dojo space is a safe place to make mistakes. It's a valid environment. You need the right environment. Like. Have you ever, I had a, several school teachers that made me feel this way when I was a kid, where I would go in, I was afraid to ask questions because they made me feel stupid. You guys are both nodding, right? So mm -hmm, when you have a yeah. teacher in that environment and they, 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 they don't want you to ask questions, they just want you to get their, go through the material, write the test, and that's it. That's not how we do it. We want you to ask questions. We want you to ask the sales sensei, AKA black belt in the room, questions so that we could validate your work because as Scott said, knowledge, 
it's it's knowledge is power the truth is it's like paint applied the paint to the wall and that's how it works well applied knowledge is power so we help people make it applicable to their coaching program so we give you a valid environment then we do repetitions the step the second so step one you need a valid environment step two you need repetitions and I'm talking multiple repetitions and combined with step two is step three which is timely feedback we call them live course corrections so you could have a video program or cue cards and you're flipping over these cards it, listen you're who's checking your body language who's checking your tone of voice who's checking your cadence so we do that in the dojo live it's like wait 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 wait, wait. stop let's do that again so we develop this unconscious competence so that when you get on a call, guess what happens? You're crushing it every time because you're doing it right. And you're doing it with your peers in the room. And finally, we do deliberate practice. And what I mean by that is not only are you in a valid environment where you're doing multiple repetitions, where you get timely feedback and course corrections, the fourth thing you need is deliberate practice. So deliberate practice would be you're in there with a coach who's a black belt. You're not doing it in front of the mirror where you don't get feedback. You're not doing it with the mm -hmm. dog or your cat, right? Who like they don't care. And you're not doing it with even somebody who's a white belt themselves or they do, you know, you don't get together with another coach who doesn't have the experience. You and you don't do it in in a sense of where you go with somebody who loves you in the sense like your significant other, like whether it was my wife or my parents. Oh, that was great, listen, honey. Right, like that. Listen, a coach is going to be able to give you the course correction I'd and say, "Hang on." You. Right, right, yeah. Listen, and then you get back on sales calls and you continue on with these mistakes. So we provide you those four things that what mm -hmm. we combine together we call it live IT, and live IT with a professional. So these are people that have been there and done that. And what we've done is we've created an ascension model within our program. So Scott, I mean, Josh is on his way up. So you can develop to go from a white belt when you start, everybody starts off at the same level and you can earn your black belt in handling objections. And then when you become a black belt, that means you can actually even work in the dojo. We've got several coaches that have their own businesses. We have business owners that have multiple staff and they come and work with us for an hour a week teaching others. Because if you want to master something, you teach it. And that's what we do. Right. And I'll right. tell you what, what do you think the numbers are for yeah, these people I've... that are black belts? What do you think happens to their own businesses? It's massive. I know, I know a few people have been, have been in that, in, in the dojo, you know, Dave Bess is one of them. Yeah, and I've seen PT his Legends. business yeah. absolutely explode, mm -hmm. explode, and and uh, and he, I mean he's still doing it. If I know, if I'm yep. correct, he's, I mean he's a machine, mm -hmm. and he refers a ton going. of people yeah. to us. Like he refers a ton of people yep. to us, and yeah. that you know, it, that's been one of one of the the most beautiful things in terms of for us. What's what's happened is our organic referrals have been amazing we get people like vince del monte who's a machine you know and uh, like vince is it tells all of his people in his seven figure mastermind you got to take joe's program i mean i can't mm -hmm. yep. i can't yep. pay for advertising like that it's awesome craig valentine no. craig valentine who's known as the godfather of discipline the most the world's most disciplined man he's the writer of the perfect day formula well craig actually has all of his sales team in our program i mean like i'm not saying that to mm -hmm. impress you i'm saying that to impress upon you that this works right so well you know i i did it 
I walked through it, and um, and I, I've told this story, but I think it says so much about my belief level in it. Is I had amazing experience. Number one, on the, the the fact that it's a safe place. It, it, it's a it's a place I can fail. It's an environment mm -hmm. for me to learn, and it's a place I can fail. I failed a lot in the dojo. In we fact, all do. Even on the little quiz at the end, I, I failed horribly, but I'd never felt bad about it. And that's yeah. an, an incredible place to be because I'm learning. I didn't shut down. I'm actually learning. And I think Did that's you have fun? as a teacher, uh, you know, I had a blast. Yeah. I had that's a the point. Our, our core values is that we have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I loved and, everybody in there, right? Yeah. And, yeah. It's, kinda... it's a little community, right? And like right. one of the cool things that we've started up recently, <clears throat> just to jump in on this, was uh, something we call Kaizen Q&A. So if you guys aren't familiar with the term Kaizen, that's actually what we what you would call our legacy program or like ongoing program. So we get you started. You do 12 weeks. That's our sales transformation. Then you continue on on a month-to-month -month program called Kaizen, which stands for Continuous Never-Ending Improvement. You're constantly sharpening the axe. And I can tell you after having done decades in sales, when you go into a program like that, if you haven't been selling for a minute or you're not this, the, the, the primary salesperson for your business, you're not the only one wearing the hats anymore, then you go into the dojo, you get your ass kicked in the first yeah. couple of weeks. <laughs> it's what happens because your ax has become dull. You have mm -hmm. to constantly practice this skill, much like you know when you're in season for a sport, you're constantly practicing multiple days a week, sometimes two a days. So you sharpen the skill set out of season you're not doing so great it's when yeah. you're in season and you're sharpening the skill set that you do amazing right? right and yeah i mean to to your your points plural that you've made like that's exactly it is that safe fun environment you get to know the folks in your dojo pod which we call we call them pods uh but you're gonna have you know six to ten individuals that are peers selling high ticket services and we're all on the same level and we all have the same problems and challenges and we share those with each other, but we just started this Kaizen Q&A where now we do an hour talk that Joe and I host once a week in, uh, you know, for the entirety of the dojo and they all show up, right? Yeah, the so whole community can come in and ask us anything they want regarding their sales process, handling yeah. objections, lead generation, discovery calls. We'll even take a recording of, of your actual sales process and we'll work it with you and we'll give you an audit. So it's not just, and, and it, yeah. again, there's just so much to it. I gotta say, I gotta, I, I gotta throw this there's out there because I'm, because I know we're pressed for time. There's something that, that I, it means a lot to me, Scott, you in, you suggested that somebody in your life who's learning, <laughs> he's a young man to jump into the dojo. And we've got a lot of young people that are young people that have recently started coming into the dojo. Sorry about the dog. There's obviously something coming to, uh, I'm at the cabin. There might be a boat coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the question, the, the question is, Scott, who is this young person in your life who you suggested he joined the dojo and what's, what's been his experience? Yeah, this is a, a very good question. I did want to talk about this because my son, uh, it's my son, he's 18. He graduated high school last year and he, he was sat down with uh, my wife and I and said, I, I don't want to go to college just to go to college. So I love right. that dad has his own business. And uh, we're at dinner and of course we're kind of like, 
I'm like, fine, great, I love this, <laughs> right? And we're sitting there problem too. solving. And the very first thing that came out of my mind was, one, you're going to intern with me. You're going to learn everything you can in this coming year if you want. And he's like, absolutely. I said, two, we're going to get you in a dojo. I mean, that was – that was it was – in the first five minutes of this conversation that's how much i believe Love it. in this and so bryson 18 no business no just only work experience he kind of did his own little solopreneur thing last year um which he would have crushed he was selling paint curb paint you know current painting curbs with the address which is a big thing down here in texas and if he would have had these techniques and skills when he did that I, he would have made thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars because he would have not gotten those objections. He would have known how to handle right. the objections. Right. He would have had the confidence. So Bryson has been in the dojo, and I've seen his confidence soar. He comes and tells us after every single week his meeting. I mean, he's he's up. He's on it. He's he's disappointed if he can't be there. Like he's like, I might get a call for this, and I'm like, just okay, just tell them. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been such a huge part of his life, and he he just got a job, um, a part time job as part of the agreement, and he 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 signed people up for credit card. He outdid everybody else, like what right when he started because he That's has awesome. the confidence he's that he's skill. learned from the dojo. So, I mean. I don't know that there's a better thing I could say. I have some people your way as well, but I don't think there's a better per thing I could say about it than I, it's the first thing I got my son into. hundred percent. This, and this is inspiring me yeah, and, and I'm throwing awesome. something off the cuff and I'm not making, I'm not making any, any uh -oh. promises here. I'm going to throw this out. This is the beauty about doing a live thing like this that we're doing guys. What if we did something in the SOS dojo for young people, men, young men and women or teenagers you know, anybody under the age of 25 that you don't have to have a business, you want to learn a skill set that will help you for the rest of your life. What if we came up with a special price point for young people where, hey, you know what? We're going to give you access to this high ticket program. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you access for a, a significantly lower price. This could even be something for brotherhood of fatherhood where, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, the, 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 these, yeah. these fathers are going to be able to afford something so special that will, impact them these young people for the rest of their lives i'm throwing that out there jeff i think we can have a meeting about that i i would like to see young people again what i i keep thinking back yes i went and saw jim Rohn at the age of 17 and and did some work with him and then zig ziglar at the age of 19 all these guys were phenomenal tony robbins my first program that i did with him i was 16 i could only imagine i again coming back to bryson there's there's millions of these young people. What can we do to help them? I mean, we're having a lot of business mm -hmm. owners, yeah. online coaches change their lives. Yeah, Jeff, my, my brain is just going wah, 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 yeah. right now with that one. Anyways. Yeah, I see it more as maybe like a scholarship program. So that's definitely something yeah, we, cool could, we could consider. We, we got to um, talk about that. All right. And what it really comes back to, again, <clears throat> and we, we talked to this on uh, our podcast that you were a guest on, The Army of One. Uh, where it, it comes down to getting a coach and investing in yourself, right? Like the biggest thing yep. that we can put out there is like, you got to look at the potential ROI and COI of any situation. So what is the return on investment if you invest in yourself? Well, it pays dividends for a lifetime. If you improve your you education bet. level, if you improve your skill sets, 
it will return an investment for an entire lifetime, not just upfront. Mm -hmm. If I buy a new piece of technology, its ROI is limited to the life of that technology or until it's planned obsolescence, right? So as soon as my iPhone gets updated to the point where there's three iPhones ahead of me, it's now obsolete, right? So it doesn't return investment forever. You can do a lot of cool you, things. Is that, a, is that phone, a jab at me? You can do it. It's totally a jab at Joe, who still has an iPhone 10, and I just got him to upgrade to a MacBook Air, uh, finally. But yes, so, but he upgraded a lot of stuff, and it's great, and you get that instant feedback and some ROI, and definitely better quality uh, production of everything, which which can have an ROI. What, what is COI? But investing in yourself, investing in yourself returns in in, in in dividends forever. And then there's the COI, right? And the COI is what people mm -hmm. never consider. It's the cost of inaction. What happens if you don't oh. do this, right? And this is a conversation we have Huge. a lot of people about sales. So they'll come to us and they'll say like, look, I'm closing two for 10, you know, and, and like, I think I can figure it out. I don't know if I want to sell this way. And they're not, they haven't even talked to us yet, you know? And then we finally start working through this with them and we do the math. Right, because doing the math is extremely crucial when it comes to sales. It's numbers. Numbers game. don't lie, uh, and the numbers never lie. One thing that people never track is they never track their sales metrics. And you know, I know I'm making a broad mm -hmm. statement, right? But most people don't track their metrics. And by the metrics, I don't mean anything complex. It's as simple as this: your leads, your set, your show, your close. Four numbers. That's all you need to know. And then you can draw percentages between them Simple. to get an idea. But leads are anybody interested in your business. Who cares about you and why? And this is one thing that people fluff the number on. They're like, oh, I don't have that many leads. Anybody who has DM'd you, liked a post, uh, started following you on any social media account. Engagement. Has, yeah, basically said your name out loud or read your sign is what I used to tell my gym owners. Would be like, they saw your billboard. That's a lead. That counts, right? And then you want to look at your show or your, sorry, your set. So how many of them book an appointment with you or start going through your sales funnels or whatever you have, right? They go through the DMs. They're like, I'm interested. You're working towards a set. So book that appointment, that clarity call, that demo, that free session, whatever it is that you're doing. How many of them show up to those sessions or those calls? And then how many of them do you actually close? And that's where we get your, not only your closing percentages, but your show percentage. If you have a low show percentage, people aren't interested in even doing a free call with you. Something's wrong. Your set percentage, how many mm -hmm. people are actually interested enough to book a call with you to find out more? Money's not even on the table yet, mind you. You haven't discussed the cost. You better not have your prices on your website. That's a bad idea. But we haven't discussed costs. They have no idea. Why wouldn't they even book with you? Something's missing. You're not enticing them enough. You can't even sell them the free thing, the free call, right? And then we also get your lead conversion, which is leads to close. So if I gave you 10 people, Scott, and you knew your lead conversion was 20%, that would mean that you knew if I talked to 10 people, I'd close two. And knowing that is power. Because now that I know that, I know that if I need to make two sales, and let's say the, 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 the cost of my program is $2,000, I need to make four grand. I need $4,000 in revenue right now. Well, I know if I talk to 10 people, I'll close two magic and power in the numbers Perfect. and then we look to improve that so we'll do the math with our folks and we'll say this if you are working mostly organic traffic you should be closing 80 percent eight for ten if you are working only paid traffic strictly paid traffic 20 percent is pretty good 
So 20 to 30 is really the realm of reason where you should be. So let's say two for 10 unpaid. If you're working a combination of the two, you should be closing at 60%. So we know where we need them to be. Those are our standard numbers that we look for. So then they tell us I'm working organic traffic, I'm closing 30%. We're three off, right? We're three for 10 off. So you are actually the cost of an action here of not doing something to improve your selling skills, to improve your ability to handle objections, to improve your persuasiveness in an empathetic manner is costing you three sales. So using my example of $2,000 a sale, that is costing me $6,000. And when you do the math like that, all of a There's sudden a this non-existent number, this thing I never really considered, it's costing me $6,000. That's a problem. Wow. The numbers, the yeah. num and it's costing other people. There's again, the obligation that we have as coaches is we're out to help other people and help them with a better quality of life with and solve the problem that they have. So if you get somebody on a call and you don't have that skill set to be able to help have that person feel compelled to buy from you, well, then you're letting them down because I, I love the way that Craig Ballantyne says it. These people are crying themselves to sleep at night because they didn't get the help they needed. And so what we need to do is we need to be able to have a better skill set that we can apply unconsciously to just have a conversation with people. That's it. So they get, they do. feel compelled to go, yeah, you know what, Scott, I'm in, man. Yep. And a lot of people just don't know what to say and they don't know how to say it. Literally, tone of voice represents 38% of the way we communicate. 55% of the way we communicate is body language. And you know how many people are just like, uh, on a sales call Hello. because how they are don't you? know. Like this is, that's, yeah, like. Hey, Bueller, Bueller. Why I mean, you book this let's call just today? have a conversation and feel comfortable. Let's feel comfortable leaning into the tough questions. And yeah. we practice leaning into the tougher conversation because if you're a coach, you sometimes got to ask the tough questions and that's okay. And you can, so what yeah. we do is we do repetition, repetition, repetition that leads to authentication. Yep. It, it, it gives Bryson to be Bryson on a, on a conversation. And that's what's gonna help him be so real that people get to know him, like him, and trust him to feel compelled to buy from him. If you don't put in the reps, you guys, then the cost of inaction is that you're not making an impact in people's lives and you're not making as much money as you possibly could. And it's a, it's a, that's a win-lose. We wanna provide you with a win-win. And by the way, Scott, we do what's called a delighted, costs. a delighted guarantee. So as other people go, hey, we're gonna satisfy you, for us, if we satisfy you, we we haven't done your job. We haven't done our job. Jeff and I are going to delight you or your money back. Period. That's exactly it. And and to that drop, point, to drop Joe, the mic. Like, we talked we talked about at the beginning. Uh, people saying I don't sell that way. That's not me. And you just hit it. We go repetition, 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 repetition. There's five of them, and then authentication, right? And you can't tell me you mm -hmm. don't sell that way because you're going to sell your way. You're going to sell the way you sell. Absolutely. You just haven't found your selling voice yet. So you have to do Me, the reps yeah, right. the way we lay them out in order to authenticate them and make sure you're not doing those subtle nuances with your, your voice and tone as well as with your body language. For example, things like somebody says, man, that price is really expensive and you're listening and you're just doing this thing. This is nodding yes. This is agreeing. Or if I were to say that's like, yes, yeah, it is. Expensive, yeah, exactly. Right? That's you guys absurd. Are Love it. These are little things that we train away. These bad habits we train away during the dojo. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to sell your own way. You're going to sell authentically. Yep. It will feel right in this region here, your heart, right? You're going to love the way yep. you sell. 
I guarantee it. Is that a men's warehouse commercial? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's the thing. That's something I really wanted to touch on is that, you know, that sales is slimy, mm -hmm. sales is sleazy, sales is manipulative. The fact that you guys guarantee, you know, a, going away, being delighted, like that says there's no sleaziness in this. And I never, ever going through this training, I never, ever felt like there was anything sleazy or manipulative because, again, if you believe in what you're selling, you're actually helping people. You it's your it. duty. It is absolutely it is your, your duty. duty. If someone's hurting, they need to lose weight because, and they have some hormonal problems and you solve their problem, you know you can solve their problem. You're, it's literally a lifespan. Yeah. It's literally adding five, 10, 15, 20 years to their life. Yeah. That's the duty you have. And it, so it doesn't become yep. slimy. It becomes You're obligated critical. to it. Yeah. And, 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 and like, yes. there's a really important, important point here, which is that y'all need to understand that objections are standard. They're normal. You're, you should expect oh, yeah. objections. One of the common things we hear on social media when we talk about how to handle objections is you'll get the troll in the comments that says like, or just, you know, give it up because they said no, right? It's not, that's not what it is, right? We as human beings try to no. protect ourselves and we equally try to protect our finances and our wallet. So we will say things in order to hopefully lean towards getting like a deal or a discount on something or, you know, right. just like we're, 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 we're not, there's a fear there of making the decision yes or no. There's a fear both ways. There's a fear that if I say no to you, right. socially, you're not gonna like me. And we all need to be liked. We need to feel that, that like from someone. And then on the yes yeah, side of Maslow's things, actually hierarchy, as well, you need especially, to be a sense of belonging. Exactly. And especially if you're like a fitness yeah. coach, I want you to think about this. If someone says yes to you, they know what's next. The work, the sweat, getting up early, eating better. So there's this fear of saying yes and this fear of saying yo, so, no. So like as human beings, we naturally want to push off the decision making. That's what it is. It's not that they're saying no. It's that they're saying no, not right now or no, not with the current information that I have or the current value level that I'm at. I'm not quite ready to say yes, convince me. That's actually what they're saying. And once you realize that sales actually becomes a lot easier and there's not as much pressure mm -hmm. on you and you feel a lot less bad handling objections. So it's absurd to sit out there and say like, oh, I heard an objection, sales over. On average, you're gonna have to ask for the sale. And this has been done in studies. You're gonna have to ask for the sale five times. Five times. Five not times. Once five times most people ask it zero to one time yes a lot of people ask for the sales zero yeah. times um guilty you gotta ask for it at yeah. least once but you're gonna have to ask for it five times uh so once you know that it's like okay objections are normal objections are not a hard no unless the person gets up and walks out that's not a hard no if they hang up the zoom call that's you know that's a hard no but if they are saying like i don't know let me think about it let me talk to my spouse i gotta talk to my partner i need to check my finances that's a bit expensive for me i can't afford it you know let me let me just get back to you next friday i get paid and we two cover weeks. all that can i do it then like we cover all these things and they are normal objections that is a natural part of any sales process don't kid yourself objections happen they're going to happen that's an important point I know it. It is a very important point. And I know myself, I won't say yes to a sale until I know the person Same. believes in it. And I will push yeah. that boundary. I will do it. And I'm like, 
okay, you got me. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Because once they have that conviction and they're like, no, you, like they do the things you guys, it, it works because I'm looking for what their belief level is. Once I kind of started to learn and study sales, not from you previously, I'm like, sure. Yeah, I got to find out if they believe in themselves, if they believe in their product. And if they don't, I'm going to go find yep. someone that does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and the, yeah, and the yeah. misconception, so, Scott, um, that's out there, the misconception, I'll just finish with this. The, the misconception is that a lot of people would say, you know, all you need is this perfect consultation and you'll eliminate all the objections up front. Good luck. That's not that's not realistic. No. Objections no, are won't. just a reality. No. Now, you could do a, a consultation where you can minimize. When you mention somebody the price, there's always a fear. And that's okay. We're going to help you overcome it in your own authentic voice. That's mm -hmm. that's what we do. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, guys. So um, where can people find you? Joe, where can people find you? They can follow me on social media at Coach Joe Marcu. You can book a free demo. Come, come and go to sosdojo.com sosdojo.com check it out that's fun yeah it's it's a load of fun so yeah coach joe marcu on instagram and yeah uh, we've, we've got come a, for a visit come try it we've got a podcast it's called army of go. one so go check that out yeah uh, all about sales mastery especially yep. if you are a solopreneur that is what it's all about so we've got some awesome stuff going on there and we have a youtube channel as well called sos dojo so you can go check that out mm-hmm right on thank you guys everybody make sure you do that go into the show notes check out the links do your thing because these guys will change the trajectory of your business they will change the trajectory of your life and they will help you change the trajectory of a bunch of other people's lives what so it's about you, you, you've got to go do that uh calculate that coi yes. i learned that today so awesome. i love it i love it guys awesome thank you everybody for listening make sure you subscribe do all the things See thanks you. gentlemen Thank you for listening to the Stories That Sell podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week.